Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Awesome. Back to what we do here. It's the fan early morning show on a Friday. The Steelers... On the bye week, in preparation for the L.A. Rams next week, it's a get right, it's a get healthy week for the first place Pittsburgh Steelers. So weird saying that, huh? After a dismantling against the 49ers to begin the season, and then the Cleveland win that you didn't feel very great about. It wasn't the greatest win. It wasn't skin-crawling or whatever James Franklin said in his presser to the question that he was asked about just chucking it up and throwing the ball deep this past week for Penn State. But the Houston game wasn't pretty. A loss that was, oh man, what's the what's the correct word? It wasn't pretty. It was just another disaster is probably the best way to put it. So for the Steelers to be able to bounce back 2-0 against divisional opponents, yes, both at home, yes, both by close margins, yes, both sealed because of an Alex Highsmith forced fumble and a T.J. Watt fumble recovery in the first game for a touchdown in the second, just to close it out. So the Steelers hit the bye. And last year, entering the bye at 2-6, and six, things looked bleak. The writing was on the wall for Mike Tomlin for not having a winning season. You know the story. Steelers averaged just 16 points per game. Nothing was going very well. Kenny Pickett was just getting into the fold. It was the Mitch Trubisky offense, and it was Trubisky getting a lot of the blame, coinciding with Matt Canada, who has gotten all kinds of blame, including at the Penguin game. We'll get to that in a moment. But now all the conversations of how good can the Steelers be out of the bye this year and trying to compare last year at the bye to this year at the bye where the Steelers went on a tear, 9-8, and just missed out on the playoffs. But Kenny Pickett, when he got inserted into the lineup, Game-winning drive against the Raiders. Game-winning drive against the Ravens. Solid way to close out the year. Steelers pretty much exceeded all expectations of what they could have done at the bye. Their points per game last year after the bye rose from about 15 points per game to 21 points per game. So the, the Steelers took a step back, looked at what they were doing, and made adjustments. And Kenny Pickett said that, you know, the thought process is to try to do the same thing this year. He said, 
It's just look at what we're doing well and continue to do those things, Pickett said. That's going to always be things that we could take out or add. Tune up some certain things that we're not doing well. I think there's different ways to attack it. Well, it's a little bit different for me this year because there are different factors at play. One, Deontay Johnson's coming back. Two, after missing a game, a game and a half, it appears Pat Fryermuth could be back from a hamstring injury. What will the status be of the offensive line? Who knows? But Matt Canada, he will be around. The offense is going to be getting its number one wide receiver back in Deontay Johnson. I still think George Pickens is number one quality, or at least he will be. But this is the reason you're paying Deontay Johnson $18 million. And it was kind of apparent in that Houston game of, well, even in the Baltimore game, how much the Steelers miss and, you know, truly appreciate when Deontay Johnson's out there on the field. We give a lot, Deontay Johnson a lot of crap for running backwards, dropping the football. Deontay drops in, as he's referred to by some people. But no, he's a valuable receiver. Space over the middle. The Steelers, I know, don't like to use the middle of the field too often under the Matt Canada offense, but when he's there, it opens up some more routes for George Pickens. So how good George Pickens was in that Ravens game. With a touchdown over 100 yards receiving. Can Deontay Johnson help to bring the best out of George Pickens? And George Pickens on the opposite end helped to bring the best out of Deontay Johnson. Pickett continued. I think we did a really good job of getting started on it. You know, guys came in with a great attitude, so we're looking forward to getting healthy and continuing that. But the difference is, truly, compared to last year and this year, Kenny Pickett has been the starter the whole year. Last year it was Trubisky's job. And then Pickett came in. The bye week was really the time where he got to get more comfortable. He got the offense flowing. But Pickett, he's been in it the whole year. Things drastically changed from a preseason where it was lights out, five touchdowns, five drives, to the point of where we are now. Is it a schematic thing? Is it a Steelers not being aggressive thing? Could be all the above. Could be factored in with injuries as well. Deontay Johnson hurt in the opener. Dan Moore Jr. has been out a couple weeks. But Broderick Jones held his own. Broderick Jones was really good in that Ravens game. Especially the Ravens like to bring pressure. Like to pressure the young quarterback. Kenny Pickett has been very good under pressure. That's something that kind of goes under the radar. How good Pickett has been with guys in his face. When he's not spinning out to the left and running into sacks on the play that got him hurt against Houston. But I do question how much... I feel like the bye week... Yeah, typically it's beneficial for the opponent that you're playing that next week. But for the whole entire season, because you won the Baltimore game, even though the offense was still not very good, if you would have lost, got blown out by Baltimore, which was very possible, truly, you got to look yourself in the mirror and say that, hey, that the Steelers could have easily lost that game. Drop touchdown by Aguilar. Drop touchdown by Bateman. Lamar Jackson fumbled. Ravens had two fumbles altogether. Lamar Jackson threw a pick in the end zone after the Gunner Olszewski fumble. 
when they could have just scored, ran it out, boom, ball game. But the Steelers' offense responded. George Pickens touchdown, okay. So Matt Canada, he explained what his version of the Pickett to Pickens touchdown was like. And, you know, every time I hear Matt Canada, I try to take it with a grain of salt. This guy knows how much he's under fire. I think he's trying to, when he speaks to the media, portray as a lot more likable than he wants to be. Everybody cheering in the box, in the coach's booth, excited for the touchdown when Matt Canada didn't look like it. And people are saying, yeah, you know, um, maybe he was just looking for the next play or whatever. Oh, whatever. Maybe he didn't call it. I think maybe it's a combination of everything. But, man, you could crack a smile. Here's what he had to say about the play. Broke the huddle, had a play called. You know, Kenny did it multiple times through it in this game. You know, we had a cover zero plan, which we've always had. In that exact instance, you know, the routes were kind of called in the huddle, but the protection had to change. So he came out, he saw it, he made the protection adjustment. George, you know, the three guys stayed on what they had because they were the routes that, that they need, you know, that, that worked in that point. You were pressed across the board. So Kenny did a great job, but again, he probably did that three or four times throughout the game. And, and, and everybody did a good job with that. So it worked out. You get to that point, the weighty situations of, a, you know, they got, they got ex- aggressive, really excited. Kenny saw it, really excited. The line did a great job and kept a tight end in, did that. And, and GP won his battle and, and did a good job. And it was a big, big play for us. So, you know, nothing earth shattering there overall. But, you know, Mac Canada's under a lot of heat. What do you want him to say? It's not like we thought about this with the, the Mike Tomlin press conference after Houston. People were so disappointed. They were like, ah, Tomlin, you've got to come out and say that there's going to be changes. And then the changes that were made, oh, physicality in practice. We're going to put the pads on and make it a more physical practice, which you should be doing for a Steelers-Ravens week in the first place. But altogether, you can't expect Mike Tomlin. You can't expect Matt Canada to come out and truly say what you want them to say, it's not going to happen. And I think fans are really naive to to that. They want Mike Tomlin to just come out and say when they listen to the press conference, oh, Matt, you know, Matt Canada is going to be gone or we're going to make significant changes. There's going to be a new play caller. Or, yeah, the offense is entirely terrible right now. If you had a coworker that was not playing up to par, that was not – you know, doing his job, his or her job correctly. And you weren't very happy with it. You wanted to voice your displeasure. Would you voice your displeasure to your boss? Like Mike Tomlin, Art Rooney? Or Omar Khan, Andy Weidel? Maybe. Probably. Or would you rather voice your displeasure in front of 20 media members and millions of people across the world that is watching you under the microscope. That's just what coach speak is. It's just the reality of sports. I mean, coaches say one thing when the reality is the opposite may be true. And Mike Tomlin says, oh, the offense is taking strides. Does he really believe that? In some areas, yes. Jalen Warren's breaking off some runs. Najee Harris appears to be finding holes, finding gaps at times. He's run well in some games. 
He's looked well in a couple, not so well in a couple others. Steelers have also been a little bit banged up. The defense was not good against Houston. Got run all over the place against the Houston running game that was averaging like 70, 80 yards per game. Now the Matt Canada, Fire Canada chance at the Penguin game and the Penguins opener. Honestly, who cares? Why are we making such a big deal out of it? I see, here's the thing. I don't care either way. I looked at it and was like, man, you know what this really says? This is a football town, and if anybody doubts it, just just listen. Just listen to the fans. This is the Penguins opener. Much anticipated game. There were only 50 student rush tickets available the whole entire morning to be able to claim for students where it's like 24,000 is the number of people who receive student rush techs. 50 were available. This was a highly anticipated game. Connor Bedard, number one overall pick in town. The big three of Crosby, Malkin, and Latang broke the all-time record for a trio playing together in the major four sport four, major four sports, the NFL, the NHL, the M- MLB, and the NBA history. Jorge Posada, Mariano Rivera, Derek Jeter had it with the Yankees. They broke it 18 years. So much anticipated game, the debut of Eric Carlson. And you hear Fire Canada. What does Mac Canada? really think of it? Does he want to talk about it? Probably not, right? Now rolling into another sport. Do you have a message for the fans that are saying that? I do not. Nah, no message. I mean, I don't blame Matt Canada. I wouldn't say anything either. Should he? No. Is it in his best interest to say anything? No. Like, yeah, it's in his best interest to just keep your mouth shut. Not say anything at all. Are we being too harsh on Matt Canada when there's chance at other sporting events? I tweeted out to somebody that, you know, was making a really big deal out of this. Just who cares? Like, yeah, everybody knows the football town first and foremost. Why are they chanting that? I don't know. It just encapsulated the city. Should they have at at the game? Honestly, no. I don't really have that much of a problem with it. Somebody tried to compare it to when you're at a wedding and somebody proposes at a wedding and tries to steal all the thunder away. And I said, what? I don't know how that made any sense. But that's, that's the comment that was, that was thrown at me. So I was like, okay. I just kind of left it at that. The guy that tweeted at me, I won't throw out his name. It's the equivalent of proposing at someone else's wedding. It's literally saying we care more about what this other team in the city does with an assistant coach than the home opener we paid to come see. Okay. Just leave that at that. So will the Steelers' offense evolve? Will it be a little bit different after the bye? I don't think it'll be as much improved as it was last year after the bye. I mean, what's going to change? The quarterback changed last year. The play caller's not going to change. 
If the Steelers are going to make a change, it was going to be right now. But they're first place in the AFC North, 3-2, and two, beat the Ravens. La, da, la, da, la. The Steelers needed a change. 90% of the country would think that. Matt Canada is going to continue to be shown in the booth. His plays, some of them are actually pretty decent. They're okay. It's when he decides to call them. I mean, I don't think that we can completely crush Matt Canada, call him the worst coordinator in NFL history. Look, he's not great. I don't think he's one of the... I think he's probably bottom five coordinator. He might be one of the worst, yeah. But it's all about execution as well. And how much blame should go on Kenny Pickett with that? Well, Colin Cowherd weighed in from Fox. I'm not surprised at all by his take. We'll hear it. What's his faith level in Kenny Pickett? That's coming up next here on the Early Morning Show. Sports Radio, 93.7, The Fan. I'm Austin Bechtel with you. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.